0: recognized here at the Bible Way Church as a month in which we recognize and honor, worship, and praise. So God has given us a series of messages for this month entitled The Testimony of a Worshipper. The Testimony of a Worshipper. How many of you are worshipers? Maybe, Maybe you're sitting by a church goer There's a difference between a church goer and a worshiper. Amen. Church goers not often go to sleep. Church goers get bored with church. But worshipers, all you need is just to feel God's presence and tell somebody I'm a worshiper. Throughout this month, we said to you on last week, we are going to be sharing both on Sundays and Tuesdays. From one psalm, that is the iconic 23rd psalm, five messages from one psalm, psalm that only has six verses. God has given us five messages from this one iconic psalm, Psalm 23. This is the second of five messages. Last week, we shared with you from verses one and verse two. This week, we are adding a third verse, verse 3. So go with us to Psalms 23, verses 1 through verse 3. Psalms 23, verses 1, 2, and verse 3. Reading from the New International Version. Hear the reading of God's holy word. The Lord is my shepherd. I like nothing. Let me say that again because it gets on the devil's nerve. The Lord is my shepherd. Somebody ought to lift your hands and say, I like nothing. The New Living says, I have everything I need. King James says, I shall not want. Amen. Verse 2 says, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leaves me besides quiet waters. Verse 3 is where the subject is found for today's message. He refreshes my soul. Mm. Listen to this. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. And the church that love God's word said amen. Before you sit down, reach over and catch someone by the hand. Here is the message for this third, for this second message in this 23rd Psalm, verse number three. The series is entitled A Testimony of a Worshipper. Sermon number two. Squeeze those hands. Look at somebody and say, for his name's sake. Just before you sit down, say, he didn't do it for you. He did it for his name. Now you will catch it in a minute. Be seated. For his name, for his name, not for the name of Bible He can care less about the name of your church. He can care less about your denomination or your affiliations. Did not do it for the name Jackson. But that name means nothing to him. No one has ever been delivered in the name Jackson. Amen. But there is a name above every name that the name, who, somebody ought to say Jesus. Every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess. Listen, on last week in... Uh, this first message of this series, we said and we stated that every genuine worshiper should have a genuine testimony. Now that means that you don't be bootlegging other folk testimony. Some of you are still shouting over your mama's testimony. But every worshiper, <laughs> whoo, look at somebody and say, oh, they have your own testimony. At least something you know the Lord has done for you that nobody else could do but God. Every genuine worshiper ought to have a genuine testimony. We said in last week's message that perhaps one common testimony that we all have as genuine worshipers Is the fact that the Lord our God is a provider? (laughs) Somebody ought to be a witness that the God you serve is a provider. Old folks say He made a way out of no (laughs) way. Anybody know that God is a provider? I, I like the old church, my dear sister, sister Bernice, because folk used to have testimonies that meant some giving honor to God. Thank God for putting food on my table, clothes on my. I know some of you are just too blessed for that to mean anything to. But, but but there was a time when your ancestor says, "Thank God for putting food on my table." That was a big deal. That was a God thing. Amen, somebody. Everybody ought to have a testimony that God is a provider. He's made ways for you that only God could have made. Listen, David, who was perhaps arguably the most famous worshiper of all times, David, the author of this iconic Psalms 23, shares in these six short verses, his own personal testimony. David writes in verse one, as we said to you on last week, that the Lord is my shepherd. And he writes in the King James version, I shall not want. The NIV says, I have all that I need, or I like nothing. The NLT says, I have all that I need. David towards the end of his life. Sometimes you don't appreciate your testimony until you are looking in retrospect, which simply means you don't appreciate how good God has been to you until you've come through some stuff and look back over your life and say, I I didn't realize how tough that was. Until God brought me out of it. Anybody's got a testimony like that. When I look back over my life. See where I've come from. Then my soul cries out hallelujah. Lord I thank you for blessing me. Somebody know that God is a provider. But you didn't realize that until you realized you never missed a meal that you raised your family on that little piece of job you had and they never went without. And somehow they went to school every day with clothes on their back. Somehow you kept a roof over their head and the old folks said, somehow you put food on my table. Ooh. I know some of you are too fancy, they appreciate that. Anybody from the old church know that if it had not been for the Lord on my side. And when you are a genuine worshiper with a genuine testimony, you don't care what these fake come-lately churchgoers think of your worship. Now, I don't want to talk about somebody because you may be sitting by one right now who just got their hair done and their nails done and they say, it's too hot up in here. All these folk up in here, can't they do something tell somebody i didn't come to sit by you check and just in case you're wondering yeah you look good we we got that over with now let's praise god because god is good all the time and all the time where are my worshipers every now and then even folk with arthritis ought to stand up and just go Y'all make me preach. On Friday night, we were at church on Piedmont Avenue. I saw my mother, Pastor Bradley, get out of my brother's truck in excruciating pain. Gosh, I messed me up that Friday night. I had to pray. Had to help her up the stairs. And I said, Mom, you should have stayed home. She says, Son, I can't stay home. God has been too good to me. So I called her after I preached. I said, how do you feel now? She says, I've got a praise report. No more pain. Every now and then, you ought to press your way up. Every now and then, you've got to make yourself praise God. Because despite how you may feel, God has been good to you. have come too far not to praise him. Listen, not only could David declare in sermon number one that God is a provider and he is my shepherd. But another aspect of David's testimony recorded in this most inspiring psalm is that in the midst of all the evil and the corruption that was around him and that what he went through the Lord kept restoring him and the Lord somebody say and the Lord guided him along life's righteous pathways in the midst of temptation in the midst of trials and tribulation God kept him focused guided him the right way. Even when he slipped and messed up, God picked him up, put him back on the right path. David was able to write in Psalms 51, Create in me a clean heart, renewing me a right spirit against you. You only have our transgression, but uh, don't take your Holy Spirit from me. God says, I kept you on the right path. I, I put you there. And when the enemy came to knock you off, and I don't care how long you've been in the church or how deep or holy you may be, all of us have slipped from the pathways at some point in our life. Some of you just may be that deep and holy that you've never messed up. But for the rest of us that know that we've had some slip-ups and some mess-ups, And and it hasn't always looked good. But I'm so glad the God we serve did not disassociate himself with us. But he kept us going because he knew the anointing was on our life. Listen, David knew that God kept him on that righteous pathway. As our text would tell us today, simply For God's name's sake The Bible teaches us that There is nothing more significant In the Holy Scriptures Than that of his name Mm. Something about his name In fact, the third commandment Of the Ten Commandments In Exodus chapter 3 Tells us there's something about his name then in that same chapter exodus chapter 3 something that god says uh, to moses when moses was given the assignment to go back to egypt you know the story tell pharaohs to let the people of god go free them from bondage moses understood That all the other religions, particularly the polytheistical religion of the Egyptian culture, had gods with names. He knew that the Greeks had gods with names. He knew that there was Cyrus and there were other names. And so Moses said, God, if I am to go back to Egypt, tell them that you said, let my people go. I need some credentials. I need to be validated with who you are. So what is your name? God says to Moses, unlike Cyrus, unlike the Egyptian gods, tell them that I am, that I am. Uh, the Hebrew word Yahweh comes out of that. Tell them that when he asks, who am I? Tell them that I am, sent me. That I am. In other words, Moses, I don't need any explanation. Tell them from the beginning I have been God. At the end, I will still be God. And when you go through all you're going through, I am. I feel like preaching. I'm still God. Moses said, Lord, I understand Yahweh. But give me a descriptive title for who you are I need Yahweh is for Pharaohs but I need a descriptive title or titles for your people God said well tell them that I am Jehovah and if they want to know what kind of Jehovah am I, number one tell them I am Jehovah Jireh That means I can provide. Tell them that I am Jehovah Rapha. That means I can heal. Tell them I am Jehovah Shalom, which means I am the God of their peace. Tell them I am Jehovah Tishkanu, which means I am the Lord their righteousness tell them I am Jehovah Rahu. I am the Lord their shepherd lean on your neighbor say neighbor God's got a name for every one of your situations can I preach this anybody know he's a healer say yeah anybody know he's a provider Anybody know he's a way maker? Oh, y'all are going to mess me up because I feel something in here. Just for 30 seconds, think about what God is to you. Throw your hands up, say, Lord, for your name's sake, I'm able to stand here today because you are a healer a heart fixer a way maker a mind regulator
1: get on the devil's nerve and say I know
0: who he is and for his name's sake I'm a worshipper A praiser down. Fifteen times. Listen. Fifteen times in the Bible does it use the phrase for his name's sake not once not twice ah but 15 times god reiterates that the reason you have not been destroyed has nothing to do with who your daddy is where you come from what your last name is. I feel the reason you are able to be blessed today is for the name of God's sake. God look beyond all your faults, saw your knees, bless you for his name's sake. So when your back is against the wall you can write and say like Solomon writes in Proverbs 18 and 10. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. And the righteous run to it and they are saved. Don't fool me now. But is there anybody ever had to run to the name? Say, cover me. Cover me. As I began to put this together, I was reminded of something. I was reminded in the natural, people love to drop names. Sometimes it'll open doors for you in places that would not ordinarily be open. I remember, Bernice, when we were campaigning, you were helping me in 1992. I'm young and experienced. I didn't really have a name for myself. But when I went certain places, I call out certain names. When I went to Gadsden, I was Joe Jackson's nephew. When I went to Arthurtown, I was Madison Lumpkin's grandson. When I went to Taylor's, I was Bobby Jackson's nephew. And so folks say you well, you do got all kind of people. I say I, I choose the name that fits the circumstance. <laughs> that can open the right door but then I realized I realized that there was a time in my life in which I was trying to raise my family I didn't have money barely to eat couldn't even buy furniture had a borrowed car and a borrowed couch and I needed God to make a way out of nowhere my wife came home said baby you're in grad school but we've got bills to pay how are we going to pay these bills and i say baby we've got to pray and at the end of the prayer i didn't say in the name of joe jackson in the name of bobby jackson in the name of madison lumpkin but i called on the name of the Lord. Anybody in here ever had your back against the wall and you couldn't call your family's name? And so here's what God said. Here's what God said to David. I know your situation. I have seen your ups and downs. I know what every demon from the pits of hell wants to do to you. The enemy has seen your anointing. Woo! Somebody ought to catch that. Look over at somebody and say, the enemy knows your anointing. Madison Ace, the enemy knows your anointing. The enemy know that when you were in your mother's womb, oh, somebody touch and agree that you were going to be blessed and you were born anointed. That's what I tell the devils about my sons. You got your testimony. I tell them, I said, look, they were blessed from the day they were born because we laid hands on them. And I know you did the same for your children. And I said, no weapon formed against you. I remember the night before my daddy died. You know the story, Mom. He called all the grandkids around his bedside. One by one, Jennifer, he's spoken to their life. He laid hands on them. The last one to come, he says, go get Antoine. They say, where is he? They say, he's somewhere in starlight. Somewhere on the street, Bernies." Daddy in his last night before he died, winning, we got Antoine. Antoine stood around my daddy's bed smelling like reefer. Daddy laid his hands on him, wouldn't turn him loose. My mama said, let him go, baby. Daddy looked at him and said, boy, God's got something for you. You can't run from what God's got. Don't tell me what God for the name of God y'all excuse me y'all excuse me I know what God can do and if God can do it for A.C. Jackson God can do it for you and now Ten years later, Antoine is next door preaching to youth. Why? Because God reminded me and he reminded my sons, this ain't for you. And this is not even for your daddy's name's sake, but this is for my name. Because at the end of the day, my father knew how to call on the only name that matters. That is the name of the Lord. Our God. So David says, he leads me along life's righteous pathways. And he does it for his name. Uh, God knew that associated with David's anointing was God's name. He knew that he had tied, listen to this his name to David's destiny I want you to know that the name of God has been tied to your destiny God says I've got work for him I know he's an adulterer and I know he sometimes even do wrong and he has committed murder but that means I still love him and my name is still tied to his destiny so when he's straight I put him back in line And I had them do right for my name's sake. And as I prepare to end this message, God says, I'm doing something for you, for your children and your children's children. Somebody received this prophetic utterance right now. God's doing something for your next job. God says, I've got your next miracle already done. How many of you know that your next blessing God has already done? God says, I, I've got a blessing with your name on it that you don't even know yet. I've already done it, but I didn't do it for you. I did it because your destiny is tied to my name. And when I bless you, somebody will say, there got to be a God somewhere. Because that boy didn't have sense enough to do it for himself. God had to have done that. Woo! when folk look at your blessing they'll give your God some praise somebody ought to help me praise him look at somebody next to you and say when you see me you see my God you see the name of my God and baby the reason I'm up in anybody's church on a Sunday morning is because God has been good to me God wouldn't let me fall God wouldn't let me stray God wouldn't let the devil destroy me. God wouldn't let the haters discourage me. God wouldn't let the liars destroy my reputation. Somebody ought to help me give God your best friend. Come on and take some time and praise him like you're grateful. I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall always be in my mouth you owe God a praise why because he's brought you from a mighty long way when the devil intended to drive you insane and the devil tried to penetrate your mindset God steps right in and God blocked what the devil intended for evil and God said for my name. I need some praisers to take 30 seconds. Has God been good to you? Are you grateful for the name of the Lord? Leave your seat and meet me at this altar and say, I owe God some praise. I owe God some praise. I owe God some praise. Thank you for sharing your name. Thank you for sharing your name. a name there is a name there is a name that you can call when you get in trouble there is a name you can call when the hellhounds are on your track there is a name you can call when the devil's trying to destroy your family What's his name? What's his name? One more time, what's his name? Somebody's getting on the devil's nerve When you call on the name of the Lord Something's got to happen Something's got to move Here we go, what's his name? help us Say what's his name
2: What's his name Jesus Jesus Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus!
1: I dare Jesus, you to call me Jesus! Him. Jesus.
0: Lift those hands all over this place. Listen to this. God told me to say this. The enemy will not destroy the fruit of your ground. For his name's sake. The last thing my dad said to my youngest son before he turned his hands to loose Tony. He says with a weak voice and his heart was slipping away. But Dad, I can hear him say, Jeff, in the name of Jesus. See, there's something about the name. And I knew no matter where my sons were, they can be halfway across the world. But I knew that there was something that would protect them. And that would be the name. How many of you know there's power? tell somebody there's power in his name. Listen, as you make your way to this altar, our friend and brother, brother Jonathan Nelson, we saw him a couple months ago, wrote this very powerful song. It's called, How Great Is Our God. I just want you to know something. If you don't mean it, don't sing it when we about to sing it because I serve a great God when I look back over my life there's so many times the enemy should have won the enemy should have prevailed there were times in our marriage where the enemy should have won the enemy should have prevailed but now 30 plus years later is stronger than ever because God has been good and God reminded me in retrospect Darrell I bless you not because your last name is Jackson but I bless you because of my name because of my name is associated with your destiny and God says I do the same for you the songs say how great is our God how great is our God and we will see how great is our God. Jonathan Nelson goes on to write you're the name listen, above all names you are worthy of my praise and my heart will say everybody lift those hands and say, How great, how great is our God? Come on, Brother Cedric, quiet listen. Yeah. How great, Ooh. worship is time, altar time. Yeah.
1: Sing with me. How, how
0: great is everybody our
1: God, and all will see how great, Ooh. how great. Our God,
0: wave those hands and begin to worship. Yes, everybody say, How great! All the worshipers, sing it
1: with me. How great! great. All will see, How How great is our God.
0: Yeah yeah yeah. You're the name of yeah. All, yeah. all names. All names. Woo, you yeah. are worthy and you are. And yeah. my
1: heart's gonna sing. It's gonna cry out. How great. great. Oh Ooh. Lord. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah.
0: Reach over and put your arms around somebody's shoulders. Ooh, how great. Come on, musicians, just... How great. Let the music play for a minute. Got his name on you. Ah. One more time, Brother Anthony. All the worshipers. Woo. close those eyes God says I won't let you slip for my name's sake Mm -hmm. my dad never did live to see all of his grandkids give their life to the Lord but somehow mom I I think he knew it would happen (laughs) I think he knew it would happen Because on that last night, when he released it, there was a sense of peace there. And I used to get it wrong. I used to say, God, you're doing this for a bishop's sake. And God reminded me, son, I love your dad. But I'm not doing this for his sake. I'm doing this for my name's sake. Because God's name is tied to your family's destiny some of you right now you're about to give up on your young people and god told me the devil is a liar i don't care what they're doing they may smell like marijuana they may smell like beer and wine and they may not ever come to church but god says i've already declared for my name's sake, i will lead them through life's righteous pathways so I say to someone be encouraged don't give up Uh, something about that name that far exceeds everybody else (laughs) when I see these young people in church and I know what their parents prayed for I I know their testimonies I say God the devil is a liar Uh, the enemy thought he could take David out the enemy thought Bathsheba Was the thing that was needed. To steal David's anointing. But what the enemy did not know. Was that God wasn't just a one time God. That God was a God of exceeding mercy. And God will bless David over and over. And over again. Because God knew that his name. Was tied to David's destiny. No matter what you're going through. God says, I've got you covered. Woo. Look at somebody and say, God's got you covered. Woo. Close those eyes. And listen, there may be someone here today. Here is the key. David had a relationship with God. And because David had a relationship with God, God would never give up on David. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to wait until you get everything all right. God says, give me that commitment right now. That's why we commit to something greater than ourselves. That's why you need to be tied to something greater than yourself. And coming to church is fine. But the question is, when will you take the next step? When will you commit to something greater than your attendance? And say, here I am, Lord. Take me as I am. I want your name. Once you take on his name, you're binded with him forever. Close those eyes this morning. Such a powerful way. After the eight o'clock service, we had already issued the benediction. An entire family caught me at the altar and said, Pastor Jackson, we've just committed in our hearts that this morning is the morning and she and the husband and the child looked and said is it too late and I says, it is never too late to do what God has told you to do somebody in here right now God is calling you be bold be courageous take that next step Lord we thank you we thank you for your name Thank you for reminding me that the Jackson name means nothing to you. Ooh. Thank you for reminding us uh, that no name, the Kennedy name, the Obama name, the Rockefeller name, none of those names mean nothing to you. But there is one name above all other names. You gave it to your son, Jesus, and you says, actor name of Jesus every knee will bow every tongue will confess have your way Lord somebody's making that commitment right now someone is walking out of darkness into the newness of light someone with all of their imperfections say here am I Lord I need your name I'll take on your identity because I want my destiny to be tied to your name. This is our prayer. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray and give thanks. And those that know it is already done, say amen. Amen. Give somebody a Holy Ghost hug and say for your name, for his name's sake, for his name's sake. Come on, if you want to join the church, if you want to make that commitment this morning, come on, God bless Others are coming right now. Others are coming right now. Look at God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God bless you. Come on. By the way, we ought to be celebrating. Look at all these. Come on, wave those hands in the air. Look at God. God's doing something. Your name is above all names. Someone else. Anyone else. This is your day. This is your moment. This is your time. Anyone else? God's calling you. Clap your hands as we worship God. As we take the come on, clap those hands. You're
1: the name
0: you worthy. God bless you. God, go with them.